Hey everybody, welcome to yet another episode of Geek Ronin. You know who I am. You know the beard. It's all good in the hood. Uh, this week, and I do mean this week this time, um, we are talking to uh, Jared Mirabile, I do believe. I'm terrible with names, so if you're listening to this, Jared, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, I really, really suck at it. I'm, I'm better with your handle. Sueda is way easier for me to say. Um... But I'll remember you. I like your beard, by the way, if you're listening. If not, then whatever. One beer guy to another. Uh, I, I like the beard. Um, anyway, we talked to Jared uh, about a whole plethora of different things. Um, and it got sort of motivational in there, which I kind of enjoy. I always like having those types of conversations. Someone who's just who's been there and is willing to you know, tell you the truth and, and, and give you, you know, sort of what you need to, to push forward. So... It's a really good conversation. It was a fairly long conversation, and I uh, I hope to have uh, Jared back on soon, uh, sooner rather than later. Hopefully, um, it was just it was a fantastic conversation. It was just it was me and Danny, so we were kicking it old school. Um, we're kicking a little uh, WTG style. If uh, if you guys get the reference, if not, that's okay. Uh, anyway, we uh, had a great time. Uh, make sure to check out. Jared on Instagram, uh, at Sueda, which is, uh, S W E Y D A. He has awesome illustrations. He's just, he's, he's just a, an all around cool guy. And, uh, he obviously deserves all the success that he has, uh, cause he busts his ass and he, he knows what he wants and he goes out and works for it. And that's a, a very commendable and admirable thing, uh, to have in you. So enough gushing. Uh, check out geekronin.com. We're going to be hitting some uh, conventions this year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Keep the fingers crossed. Um, and uh, be sure to enjoy uh, enjoy the episode. This is uh, Geek Ronin and Sueda. Peace out. Geek Ronin. The hard part is over. Now we just have gonna shoot the shit for like an hour, or less. Well, however long you, however long you're uh, available for, my friend. You can go for an hour. Right on. Yummy. Yeah. All right. So let's get the let's get the particulars out of the way. Um, what's your name? Uh, what do you, what do you do? That type of deal. You know the. The rundown, as it were. My, my elevator. <laughs> All right, my name is uh, Jared. My uh, online branding way up. I basically do custom illustration, custom design, and um, web for a living. Ooh, fucking right, doggy. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. It goes. Ain't nothing wrong with that, my man. Nice setup, dude. I appreciate it. I'm loving it. Loving it. Right on. All right, so you do illustration, branding. Um, any notable clients or 
Uh, yeah, I've worked for, um, still do work for Harley. I've worked for uh, Nike. I've worked for Hasbro. I've worked for uh, Evil Knievel. Pretty cool project. Um, Icon Motorsports. Um, I have a lot. I have a lot of, uh, mostly my clients are made up, I'd say, uh, 70 30. 70% wow. is, I would say, uh, smaller to mid range brands, apparel brands. And then the other thirty percent on my uh my larger class. Kind of balanced and I've kinda of kept it that way. I'll sometimes turn down some uh larger clients. Larger clients while the budgets are really good, um the time consumption that goes into developing a project that's, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars can easily gobble up a, a month, two months worth of time and you can go through a process of revisions that it kind of kills creativity, so it's always yeah. my uh, my approach that the healthy balance, you know, the, the mid range or the smaller clients are um, way more uh, adventurous with their brands. So they'll allow me to create a freedom to go left and right. They usually minimal, basically kind of a here's the stylistic direction, but uh, do your thing. So that's conducive of creativity, whereas the other brands, I'm not saying larger brands aren't conducive of creativity. They are, uh, you know, they'll give you a little bit of leeway, but there's a lot more constraints because they don't want brand degradation. They want to control the brand marks. They want to make sure it's uh, it's uh, it's on brand and you don't have that much uh, leeway left or right. So I usually keep about a 70. Um, Excellent. Uh, can you speak up? I, I can't really hear you. Who, me? Oh, there you go. Okay, I lost you at the very end of the tail end of what you were just saying. saying it sort of faded out on me for a second. may just be me. We'll find yeah, out eventually. Yeah, let me know if the volume's an issue. I can adjust it over here. Yeah, no worries. No, you sound good now. Sometimes, sometimes it, It's Skype, you know? That's just the way it is. The sound quality isn't always the most spectacular thing. Um, so outside of doing art, um, I mean, are you into comics, gaming, uh, movies, TVs, or any uh, outdoor stuff, like hiking, kayaking? Yeah, that sort so of deal? I, I do a little bit of everything. I love outdoors. Uh, but I, I, I uh, realized a long time ago that if I wanted to be successful in my craft, you know, I, I, I found that I was really good when I focused, like excellent when I focused in on one thing. I was really good when I divided that time and did two things. And then it degraded after that. So, you know, as I uh, met my wife and I started my family, I decided my priorities need to be minimal if I'm going to be um, impactful in those areas. So I split my time between my my studio and my my craft and my family. And my family, you know, that's, that, that'll encompass everything. That's... Uh, you know, intentional time, that's uh, my wife, my kids, that's outdoors. But outside of that, I try and keep my interests minimal because, you know, they're always going to compete for my two greatest passions, which is going to be my family and my and my art. Right so, on. and it's always been like that for me. I've always been kind of a singularly focused kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and as I decided to make this a, uh, a career choice, you know, on my own, that is, you know, in 2000, uh, I think it was 2009, I decided, well, you know, I better keep my interests pretty minimal because I'm not going to be effective in, in certain areas if I start wanting to do everything all at once. Yeah. So, right on. Yeah, I mean, boring. I, I do art and then my family. Boring from the outside looking in, 
from the inside uh, out, it's, you know, it's, it's completely time consuming. You know, my, my studio time can run 60 to 70 hours a week. And then anything after that is filled with all family stuff. Right on. Okay. Nothing wrong with that, my man. Nothing wrong with that. So, uh, you know, uh, the reason I ask is, uh, you know, like we've got like Infinity Wars coming up. Uh, Ready Player One has just come out, which was a fantastic. I mean, I'm just wondering if you do, you, do you go out and, and do you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I just uh, I just wrapped up uh, a project for Marvel probably seven months ago for the movie that's releasing. So I did all I did uh, all brand packaging stuff. I did a lot of. Um, in their portfolio stuff, which if you buy a license from Marvel, they basically hand you over a, a book of, uh, of work. And that's all stuff on brand that you can use for anything, for packaging, for clothing, apparel, anything. So um, as I finished that up six months ago, you know, I'm, I'm uh, half of me is uh, excited that the movie's coming out just from uh, I want to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other half of me is excited because now I finally get to show the work as soon as the uh, movie hits the market. Oh, that's so, cool. Right yeah. on. That's pretty sweet. So, uh, any thoughts on the movie? Uh, you think? Uh, I think the running theory is is uh, probably. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's not good. Sorry, I can barely hear them, but I can hear some uh, some horsing around, some bullshit. Oh hell yeah! It's the way it is, yeah. man. Uh, the running theory is probably Captain America or Iron Man's gonna die. I'm not entirely I sure. I, or both, possibly. And um, I think one theory that I really like is Spider-Man is gonna die, and that they'll bring him back in the fourth movie with the Soul Stone or something like that. One of the Infinity Stones. The Time Stone. Time Stone. Yeah, I think they'll kill uh, Cap off in the first movie, or yeah. Iron Man, and then vice versa, and then they'll kill the second one off in the other movie. Yeah. Right on. Or I think they'll keep around. Hulk, obviously, they'll keep around. Sweet. Spider-Man, I don't think he's expendable. They just... I, I actually feel like he's the best Spider-Man they've had so far, so they got to keep that going for at least another couple movies. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But speaking of Spider-Man and the Spideyverse, what did you think of the new uh, Venom trailer that came out? Loved it. Are you happy with the way that they they put it, they they made Venom? I think it looks way better than Spider-Man Three. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I was excited too because I've been dying to do some work for that um, that brand identity for Marvel. So I've been waiting for the trailer and to start up conversations. You know, it's hard for me to start up a conversation while they're releasing a movie, but you know, right after the movie release, my next conversation is: So when can we get to work on some Venom pieces? <laughs> when can we do that? That sounds yeah. fantastic, my man. Oh, yeah, no, it looks really good. I'm glad they have Tom Hardy. I think he's going to do a good... Uh, is it uh, Brock? Eddie yeah, Brock? Eddie Brock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, Tom Hardy's yeah. definitely the best uh, Peter Parker or Spider-Man they've had so far. I'm glad they've rebo- uh, rebooted it twice, to be honest. True. I, although I will say, it for me, uh, Tobey Maguire was the better Peter Parker, and I think Andrew Garfield was the better Spider-Man, to be, in, in, my, in my opinion. Yeah, out of the two, yeah. Out of the two, like if you had to pick, because they both have the different personas going on. I, Tell I just, you, McGuire was way too much of a geek, though. I mean, there were so many cheesy parts in that movie. It was, it was like cringeworthy. It was hard to watch that well, movie. I think they were going for like the straight up old school, like 1960s Peter Parker, as opposed to yeah. a more, like 
that you know or what was it like late 90s early 2000s Peter Parker yeah, yeah yeah the only issue with Garfield was he was too cool as Peter Parker like, he was way too cool I saw the first movie I was like he's gone they're gonna get rid of him <laughs> like right. he would have been a good Flash Gordon Maybe not as big as you would think, but the way he acted, but but as Spider Man, dude, he was true. I but, mean, the quips and the wittiness was there. You know, yeah. he could have easily bulked up for being a little bit bigger for Flash Gordon too, if oh. he really wanted. Yeah, that's to. a good point. He would have made a way better Flash than he ever did a Spider Man. Yeah, that, well, as far as bulking up, you, you never worried about it with these guys. I mean, if they're really serious about it, I mean, you look at what Christian Bale did. You look at what uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's done. You know, th- these guys, it's nothing to them. I mean, Jared Leto. So it's like, yeah, that whole bulking up thing. I love that uh, that argument when, like, you know, they cast somebody. Oh, he or she's not big enough to play this person. Eh, 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 you know, yeah. Like, well, you got to <laughs> think it's their, it's their profession. So then all yeah. they switch their time that they work on, you know, reading the script, eating, and working out. <laughs> that becomes their full time yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if they're really serious about it, they're gonna transform without a problem. You know? Yeah, no doubt. But, but yeah, Venom looks good though, man. I mean. I, I'm I'm nervous for it because I love Tom Hardy, and I want to see him reoccur, be a reoccurring uh, actor in the Marvel universe. Though if he didn't come back as Venom, I think he'd make a perfect Wolverine. If you've seen any of his uh, older movies, like uh, Brunson and uh, what's that movie, uh, uh, Warrior, yeah, perfect Wolverine. Yeah, because that's the only he, he Tom Hardy has the only thing that I think Hugh Jackman is missing, and that's that that natural natural bruteness and edginess so to speak like I, I can't ever really think of the word but um yeah. like Hugh Jackman like- is awesome but one we've he's been the only Wolverine we've seen so it's easy to say oh he's the best oh, yeah, and he's just missing that little bit of little bit of scruffiness I also feel so- like Hardy's built more like Wolverine than Jackman than Jackman oh, was yeah. like you just sort of get he's just like this short stocky bulky dude that like even if he doesn't didn't have claws you probably wouldn't want to screw with him anyway Oh, dude! If, if I saw if Tom I'm Hardy in the street, I'd be cautious. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go after Hugh Jackman either, to be honest with you. No, Hugh Jackman. He, he's he's a, he's a monster in himself too. But I just like, I, and it's not. I'm not taking anything away from Hugh. I mean, no, love. hell of an actor. He did a great job with, with what he's done. Like Logan was probably just you know one of the best comic book performances ever. But uh, yeah, I just think like if anybody could replace him, it'd be Hugh Jackman. I mean, uh, Tom Hardy. But like like I was saying, I I, I Venom looks good uh, so far. Uh, I I like the take with it. And I- am I the only one that's noticing? Uh, what's her name? Michelle Williams. Her character is not Gwen Stacy, but whenever they show her, she looks just like Gwen Stacy. Even oh, there's this one part where she's by the desk and she stands up and she has the skirt on. Like you can see like the checkered skirt. She's got the hairstyle. She would be good. She would be a great Gwen Stacy, but she's not. Mm. No, that would also throw off the whole, you know, that was just me. Cause I'm like looking at her, I'm like, damn, she would be a perfect Gwen. But timelines wouldn't work and all that, you know? Well, back to Hugh Jackman. I mean, they got to find a replacement for him sooner or later. What is he, 50-something years old? He's run his course as Wolverine. He doesn't have that much life from a movie standpoint anyway, And we'll, as far as Wolverine goes. True, although it wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be upset if he came back for, like, one movie where Wolverine dies and X-23 sort of takes over in the Marvel Universe. Oh, that would that would be fun. Because I know he said that he, he would have totally done... He would have stayed Wolverine. He would have done more movies as Wolverine if they if if the X Men went back to the Marvel universe because he wanted to 
be an Avenger. Yeah, in the MCU. Yeah, I, I won't be surprised if he pops up in four. Like and like you said, maybe he maybe not dies, but sort of withers off because there is something called the reality stone. So, you know that that's one thing we always speak about. Uh, you know, like that can easily usher in the X Men. You know, without having to do too much, and you know, just like boom, the reality stone shift things, and you know. But listen, like Mar- the way the way Marvel's hand handled all their um, IP and their movies and directors and actors. It's almost like everything they do, not everything, but they're definitely on a roll. Every everybody they're casting, the way they're writing movies, how they're putting in the characters, they're always like gold. Almost always gold. So I'm sure whatever they do, it's gonna be gold. Like outside of Iron Man three, everything's been pretty, if not great, good. <laughs> Iron Man <laughs> three. <laughs> hey, there's but, those- um, but uh yeah, like they have to yeah, some of the movies I, they're doing just to get you ahead in the story, so they can develop the character and the story and bring them together a little bit better, right? Yeah, that's why. Like I'm, with Iron Man, he's he's. I mean, going on three movies and an Avenger movie, his story has kind of been told already. So it's like the Iron Man three didn't really hurt what was moving forward, so it's not that big of a deal. But I just, you know, in my opinion that that it was garbage. But uh, but yeah, like whether you think their movies are amazing or not, they have a plan, and that's that's what's like the biggest thing about this Infinity War. You know, and it's funny, uh, like, I, I don't think some people get the magnitude of it. So, like, if you look at any critics that have anything, like, negative to say about it, like, uh, it's it's kind of, yeah, you you know, they don't have, a, they're not invested in this whole thing as everybody else is. But anyways, it's it's a big testament to, to how smart they've been with this whole thing. We've never really seen this before in any franchise, like, no. outside of Star Wars, and that's, like, a different monster. There hasn't been this 10-year... Yeah, it's been 10 years. I think that yeah, a, a good run after Star Wars was uh, Lord of the Rings. They did, I think, uh, what was it, six movies? They tied in uh, yeah. uh, The Hobbit with Lord of the Rings. They did a good job there. And I think they're talking about maybe pushing that a little further. But outside of that, you know, this is 10 years in the making. So it's pretty brilliant, Jasmine, what they've and done. It's with not, and it's not like with the books, you have just one thing to go by. Yeah. With Marvel, they have tons and tons of arcs. I mean, and, and, and mind you, when when they started out, they didn't have X Men, they didn't have Fantastic Four, um, you know. So there was a lot of things that were left out. You know, the entire Civil War movie was changed because, I mean, if you, you, we, we we've all I'm excuse me, I'm sure we've all read the Civil War comics. Uh, well, same with Age of Ultron, and I mean, a lot of the big stuff. Age of Ultron, happened. that was a that was a horrible name though. Like they they clearly took that name because it was the most recent book because like anyways but whatever that's just me griping but uh but yeah either way like what they've been doing and then they still have a plan it's 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 kind of unheard of you know you only really see this in tv series and that's it and it's nice to see this on this level you know it'd be nice if other other uh companies would follow suit so to speak not copy off what they're doing but have a game plan yeah unlike dc <laughs> yeah. Warner Brothers is a mess, but it's like you have to be patient, man. That's the problem with Hollywood. Hollywood's not patient. Yeah. Surprisingly, Marvel has been able to get away with being patient, but like any franchise, I mean, you look at Spider-Man, they rebooted it three times. Oh, tw- well, yeah, but twice. DC's been a colossal flop. You know, they keep over and over keep attempting to tell the story and. You know, they feel like they feel like they're on to something now. And I've watched the last couple of movies and it's just you can tell it's it's almost forced. 
Yeah, it's. You know? yeah. I mean, it's okay, but I mean, I, it, it's just one Not of those. Bad. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I would have rather have seen had Dawn of Justice be uh, Man of Steel two, like it was supposed to be, and then yeah. have a separate Batman mm-hmm. movie, and then somehow get that into you know, then you could have. All of the other Avengers start popping up, and you could do uh, Avengers, <laughs> Justice, League. Justice League. That's what we all want it to be. We want we want the Justice League <laughs> movie to be as good as the Avengers movies. So. Yeah. You know it's crazy too. Like the Justice League has always been a million times more popular than the Avengers. I mean, outside of Spider Man, X Men, and Hulk, who really cared about Iron Man? Even Captain America, as big as he was, not the the average fan didn't really care about Captain America. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, all, all these other. All in the storytelling and then the casting. And Marvel's yeah. brilliant about that. Yeah. Look, look at what they did with. Look, look at what they did with Guardians. Who knew who Guardians of the Galaxy was before the movies came out? Yeah. And look at how successful that was, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Like you said. They've had their misfires, too. I mean, look at how bad Inhumans was. I haven't seen it. I, I don't, I'm not invested in the TV series. I don't know why. Like the TV stuff? I don't know why. Outside of the Netflix, um stuff yeah i, I guess because i don't that. like i don't like waiting week to week i've never been that type of person even before binging was a thing i hated waiting uh especially <laughs> now in, in, in the day and age of the internet where if you miss one episode you're fucked because everybody, everybody wants talk to about it. yeah <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean like this the the, the inhumans i mean yeah you can, nothing can be perfect i mean you're gonna have your mistakes and flops and shit but um, it would have been nice to see that as a movie as they originally wanted it but you know that was a whole mess be- behind that whole uh, I don't know what they were trying to do there yeah shit happens I think they were trying to tie it into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which I'm surprised is still on the air but I watched I remember yeah. I, I liked it for I, I just I couldn't keep up with it because we were watching like well, yeah, because we were also watching like Arrow and The Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and we were watching like seven or eight shows. Me and my wife couldn't keep up with all of it, so we just dropped a whole bunch of them. And, and Agents of Shield was one of them. But I do remember watching it that first season, that whole thing with Captain uh, was it Winter Soldier and all the aftermath of all that and how that totally and radically changed how the TV show was. And it ended up making yeah. the show better. So, yeah, I thought it was a cool idea to have them sort of cross between them. But uh, yeah, it, it, I'm it's kind of like TV sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they get impatient. Like I was speaking about before, even though it's not Hollywood, but it's still in the same boat. Because like you look at what they're doing with Gotham now. Gotham was supposed to be a series about uh, Gordon, and it turned out to be some other, like, oh, let's just throw in all these. Uh, popular rogue gallery villains and whatnot just because we don't think people are going to invest in it and and that's the thing like you have to just trust in your storytelling you know put something good out it doesn't matter what it is any of the programs on tv but i always felt like what they were doing was kind of like that was their uh that was their area to develop stories develop characters see what hits what what doesn't before they go to cinematic version you ever feel like that? Yeah. Like that's where they're kind of playing and developing and investing and seeing what hits, what doesn't hit, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the best thing. We always speak about like X-Men should be a series just because I think it's too big to fit like outside of like. All right. So, for example, like you have the X-Men TV series, Netflix, whatever you want to put it on. You have that. You develop all the characters. 
and then you create a movie for a big event like Dark Phoenix or them fighting Apocalypse, or, you know, kind of like what Marvel's doing, but on a sort of scale where, like, yeah, you could focus more on certain things. If a character works or doesn't work, you can either write them off or find a way to get them back into it later on. Like, that'd be the perfect thing. That's what they do in comics. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's weird how they go about it. It's like they're... <laughs> I don't know yeah. why they don't do these things. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But who are we, you know? We don't, we don't know anything. We just consume <laughs> it at this point. Uh, it's all good. Oh, Marvel and Fox and Fox and Marvel. And yeah. DC. Well, it's nice to finally see them on the same... Yes. Know, we don't have yes, to worry about is. that whole mix-mosh thing anymore. Yes, indeed it is. Oh. So what have, you guys, uh, what have you guys been up to? Just... So I've been... I've actually had, like, the slowest... I had, like, two weeks of, like, 12-hour days, like, seven days a week. And then I finally... I'm, I'm back down to, like, normal hours. Or less than normal hours at this point, but... What, what do you what do you call normal? Well... <laughs> 12-hour days are kind of like my, uh, my norm. Yeah. But 12 hours of physical labor, um, doing... I was running two, uh, two different routes at the same time for deliveries... So I was trying driving for one and delivering for another two, and yeah, that it, it was more like brain stress than anything else. Normal hours, I would say, I wasn't going seven days a week, so I'm back yeah. to like five, as yeah. opposed to every day. And I stopped ready. doing it probably about six eight months ago. It just became too much to do weekends as well. Only time I'll do that is if there's ever, uh, uh, you know, major deadlines and I have to do, you know, 70, 80 hour weeks, then I'll pull in weekends because I just don't want to do that kind of stretching during the, during the day, five days a week. Mm. Other than that, I don't work on the weekends. I would love to get to that point. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, just, I mean, that's basically what, what I've been doing is either working or sleeping or... I haven't been podcasting lately, but except for last week with Kevin. Um, yeah. Shit, yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of, I kind of stopped podcasting for a bit because, like, I was gonna do a. We usually do. Um, we cover the big wrestling events, and we were gonna cover WrestleMania, but I just felt like all I do is complain about the WWE and how shitty it is, <laughs> and how much they don't know what they're doing in comparison to like other other wrestling programs so i'm like uh i didn't want to do that again so i figured i'll just pause from that um we've got avengers coming up so i figured that'd be the perfect time for me to get back into it so i'm actually i'm seeing it tomorrow at like seven in the after seven at night so that'll give me enough time to come back from watching the movie because it's going to be a long movie uh going watching it i think it's going to be 240 which is not only that then you got to sit through a ton the credits. Of oh, credits. Yeah, there's. I think I saw there's going to be a bunch. So like, I, that doesn't bother me because I mean, granted, I only I'm going to a local theater, so I'm not paying that much. But for the most part, if you're going to see it in like IMAX 3D, you're paying 20 something bucks. Not even talking about food, just ticket price. Like, if you're spending that much money, <laughs> 20 like, bucks for tickets, I want to see. for food. <laughs> yeah, right. like I want to sit down for three hours. Like, even if the theater has to do an intervention, I mean intervention, intermission thing. <laughs> intervention i mean it's same shit but <laughs> no but uh because they did that with um they did that with a uh, hateful eight 
with um, Tarantino's uh, last movie. Oh, yeah. Which was brilliant because it was long and, you know, it, it also was very, like, uh, not gonna say, I don't want to say gimmicky, but it followed the, the old school tradition, like the way it was shot and just, you know, them doing the intermission and, and the scenes and all that. So, um, like, if, hell if, no, I don't want intermission. What do we I mean, need intermission for? Want, I want some to people are, three hours. I want to be in a trance. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Like, people are like, oh, this movie was long. Like, all right, good. Well, yeah, like, I especially hope so. something like this. Listen, if it was go six hours, to, uh, I would sit for six hours. If I go to the movie, it's to completely escape. I'm not trying to have intermission. I'm not trying to leave. <laughs> Come on, I sat for four. Yeah. Hours, I sat for four hours for the uh, for Lord of the Rings. If you can sit for three or four hours at a time, yeah. What's wrong with that, dude? I, I Come on, baseball games, Comic Con, all that waiting and all that stuff. Oh, man, I love it, dude. Uh, but no, like the thing is, like um, yeah. So you, you you want it to be long, so I'm I'm happy about that. And and like you look at what they did with Justice League, they cut a fucking hour from it almost. Like, come on, how do you do that? They like, cut you, an hour. And then yeah, they cut about because almost an hour. The movie was originally clocked at three hours, but then you know. They, they, I think they cut it. It was probably going to reach 245 or 240. But, you know, if they cut like 10, 15 minutes, even though that's a lot by movie standards, I, I get it. So two and a half hours, fine. But you cut it to two hours, a movie like that with six well, different Well, think about this. And I'll speak for me personally. I wasn't that impressed with the movie, whatever normal runtime was. Another hour I don't think is going to fix that. So it just would have been another hour that I was like, okay, I escaped for another hour. But I had you know, higher expectations for that movie. And I was, I mean, I left that movie and I was just like, oh man, I wish it would have got there. I wish yeah, it would have went to that place that it goes. When you get walk out like a Marvel movie, you're like, hell yeah, I want the next one out tomorrow. I'll watch them back to back to back. With DC, I was like, eh. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay if they no, that's definitely true. And rebooted this all over again. <laughs> I right. think what I think what pissed me off more was I right, yeah they they cut the time but then from I've heard uh, what was it from Kevin Smith and he was able to actually get like you know confirmation about this um there, the scenes that were cut were were scenes that made sense and made the movie better but I guess you know Warner Brothers felt ah oh, you know it doesn't matter you know because that's what they do but um but yeah no the movie is supposed to be too. 240 245 and then like you said with the uh, with the scene with the end credit scene so i'm ready dude my body's ready for that shit so like i figured <laughs> i'm gonna go see it at like seven ish so i could get home by 10 record a, a podcast review non-spoiler and then probably go see it again on sunday and then do the review because i know there's gonna be a lot to soak in so yeah. i want to like like oh, definitely yeah. like I'm and, gonna and, wait and, a week. I, and here just... we go my you're gonna wait a week yeah, I'll just ignore everybody online. I I, I want to go. That, listen, I live in Orlando, so it's gonna be packed for three weeks, four weeks. I'll go downtown and you know, Homie, sit I live in New York. Chairs, the recliners, and all that. But uh, yeah, I'll wait a week because I don't want to wait in incredible lines. I don't want to be there with screaming people. I want a crowd around me, but I don't want people who are trying to climb the walls and rip down the theater at the first night. Oh, no, I get that, but I can't. Like something like that, I can't wait, man. Like. It, it's it's hard. I mean, it's just cause I'll be you know like I was excited since for for forever. But I think once this week hit in and I once this excuse me once this week hit and I got my tickets the other day, I'm looking at them shits. I'm like, fuck, can't wait. But <laughs> no, I get you though. Like, and I live in New York, so imagine if it's bad in Orlando. Where do you live in New York? Imagine how it is in. in I live in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. I used to live on uh, Long Island. Oh, my mom lives out there. 
Yeah, Bellport, uh, East Patchog, Suffolk County, right in the middle of the island. No shit. My mom lives about like 20 minutes from Patchogue. Like sometimes we'll get off at Patchogue and she'll pick us up or whatever. My mom lives in Ridge and my brother lives in Middle Island. Okay. So they just like around, like you could either get off like Ronkonkoma or whatever around there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so, but it, it, it's cool out there. But even, 17 years? 17. Damn, a long time. So you're from New York then? Um, yeah, I'm from New York. Uh, then I moved to Florida when I was uh, 17. Then I went to Savannah College of Art and Design for three years. Figured I was done with college at three years, ditched my degrees, ditched everything, and uh, opened my own business, and that was it. So then went from Georgia to uh, back to Florida, and I've bounced around Florida, always within Central or uh, uh, West Coast, but not within an yeah. hour of each other all the time. So yeah, right my you father still actually park. moved out to Florida. But... I, I actually live in a Coe, so I'm. Oh, right oh, on. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, my father actually lives out in Tampa. My One of my close friends, my tattoo artist, lives in Orlando. He actually uh, tattoos in a place called Atomic Tattoos. I think it's in the Orlando Mall. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm actually trying to go do down do there. In New York, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a porn star. Nice. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, was, I, was so, waiting, I was waiting for you to say, hey, get online right now and go look this up. I would have been like, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to lose a caller. Um, no, no. I, um, I, I, I actually, I draw. Um, I'm working on, like, I, I'm a musician. I haven't really done anything music-wise. Like, I was working in a mailroom for, like, 11 years. And it paid the bills, but it kind of like held me back in a sense where like, I, you know, you get motivated throughout the day. Like Tom knows, like you'll get motivated, but then by the time you get home, you don't want to do it. And I know that's probably a poor excuse, but like I would find time to do it. Like I still did the podcast. I'm actually like put out like a hip hop mixtape a couple years ago. Let, let, let me stop you. What's your passion? It's obviously Tom nailed oh. so. No, no, no. Music, music. Um, so like. I do the hip hop thing. I haven't really been inspired to do that recently. I've been trying to get back to it. Um, it it's kind of hard with, I don't know, like, when, when, okay, so when I did my mixtape in 2012, I was listening to a lot of stuff that was out there and I felt inspired, like, oh, I want to be better than this dude. You know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, the the, the, the sibling rivalry-ish kind of thing? Like, yeah. you, hear your, you hear your fellow rappers and you want to be better than them. Now it's just like, I hear the stuff that's out and it, it's just like, it's bad. But um, I, since I kind of lost inspiration with that, I started going to concerts and taking photos and trying to put together like videos. I would record sets um, as, as much as I can, as best as I could. Um, and like my goal was to like follow certain bands and you know um, record pieces of their, like record stuff and put together like music videos. And, and if I got close enough to them, work on like a, documentaries of like like updates of their tours and whatnot so that kind of became a thing like i still want to do the band thing and the music thing but at least if i'm not actually creating music myself i'm in the music scene um so like i fell in love with just putting together stuff like that um now i haven't been able to do what i want to do like i was hoping to do that warp tour this year um if money permits i will providing that it is the last year too like i don't know if you familiar with yeah, Warped so, Tour? So, so let me ask you a question. So what do you mean you you, you haven't, you're not committed to do it? So you have a full-time job now, right? 
No, now I'm actually been unemployed since September. You have nothing but time, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, time for sure. I'm just, I just you know, don't... listen. So, and the reason I ask, I'm, I'm not, I'm not busting you up. I'm just like, you know, if you're passionate about something, you know, I used to. Before I did suede, I worked for a uh, one of the largest um, imprint uh, screen print companies in the nation, and I used to manage about a catalog of uh, eight in-house designers and about fifteen. Uh, freelance and then the rest of operations and you know I I used to tell them all the time you know if if um, your passion is outside of this building then I would more like to see you leave and go pursue that passion than sit inside this building you know you can call it the mailroom you know I always wanted people in their passion because that's where they're going to mm-hmm. create um, the best work you know yeah, yeah. so so if your passion is music man and especially you know in this day and age with all the different outlets yeah who has a passion can't turn that into you know because we're all entrepreneurs now i mean even you guys you're you're hitting me up and we're doing this and you know you guys are producing and you can make a living you know doing your passion Mm -hmm. it's never been like this time in a day like it is in this day and age where you can make a substantial living off your passion Mm -hmm. You know, there's yeah. there's not 20 degrees of separation anymore. It's one degree, and anybody's attention you can get online, which there's millions of people. My passion is uh, is art, but I also like marketing. I like business building. You know, I used to do that uh, consultation on the side because I just I'm very passionate about. If you are passionate about something. There are no excuses. You just, you find the time and you put the time in until you realize your dreams. You just keep going, you know? And there's so many tools at, at, at fingertips. Yeah, I, uh, my dogs. I had to mute myself because the dog, uh, my roommate came home and yeah. Um, no, no, that, that's true. Because I remember um, back when I was in like junior high school, there was, you had to like mail in stuff to companies and hope that they get back to you now you can just, yeah, sorry <laughs> but um happens occasionally now you have to um, you know now you can easily like we can put our stuff on youtube soundcloud and all that so um yeah no i get you though and, and ooh, sorry fucking dog is really 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 annoying <laughs> But, excited. <laughs> Whoever's home. Yeah, my yeah, my roommate came home uh, and she gets super, super, super excited because he's not here as much. So, and now she's gonna attack everybody. I had myself <laughs> on mute before, but you know, I was trying to actually say something. I thought she calmed down. But um, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's the the crippling self doubt and anxiety that really stops me from going like full steam into something. More than like, at least most of the time for me, it's one of those deals where it's like. I'm really excited about this, but I'm not sure if people that I show, like, do I really need their, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, their approval? Approval, assurances, or, it, it, but it's, it, like, nags at me. Like, I sometimes I almost feel like people that I show show my, my, my writing or, or music to are, are being nice because they're my friends and they don't want to hurt my feelings. They don't want, but, do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like yeah. most not of the time when I play. Huh? Well, I know. I'm yeah, sure. It's they, more, they yeah. Might be- Friends, they're just not constructively, you know, open enough to tell you that no, that's shit, and this is good. But here's the thing: like, not everybody's gonna like your stuff. You know, yeah. when I first, so 2009, when I got online, I mean, I had people that hated me, and I had people that loved me, and it never made a difference to me. Like, 
I loved yeah. what I was doing, and I was going to push that no matter who said what. And I had people speaking into me who could constructively criticize me, you know, my, my marketing techniques, uh, how I was building my business, where I was building my business, my art. And those voices I, I kept in my head, but all the outside voices of, oh, that sucks, oh, you're an asshole, whatever. People yeah. say that whether you have a platform or not. You know, people are gonna mm -hmm. say things. So you never, you never let those people take any power from you, you know? If you're passionate about it and you believe in it, who gives a shit? Yeah, I just took the, the gray ones. Hold on a second, the, uh, the yeah. shocks, I think. No, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, sometimes it's just, I don't know. Cool, thanks, I, I definitely yeah, hear what you're saying. It, I you feel shouldn't. the same too. It's like, it's like a, yeah, I'm on the same boat, dude. Cause like, I, but the thing is with me, like, it's the same thing. Like, I'll, sometimes I'll doubt because you feel like people. Oh, this is annoying. Sorry, guys. I feel like people are doubting. You know, people don't care. We we always have this joke where we're like, oh, shout out to the five listeners, and. Oh my God, man, this is, this is like the worst time that's for this. Um, five people, though. You know what I'm saying? So even yeah, if that's true, yeah. that's five. So yeah, the and the whole point is, I love what I do. Yeah, exactly. And I love what oh, I yeah. do. So it's not going to stop me. Like, I'll, I'll get a little annoyed when, like, you know, you go and I'll, I'll take I'll go and I'll take a picture. Like, I, I, I use this example a lot. Like, I, I went to a concert. I took a picture, uh, some pictures of uh, 30 Seconds to Mars and Linkin Park. Everybody knows who those, you know, bands are. And I know how to use hashtags. I'm not a dummy. So, like, you know, but like nobody would, you know, you get a couple likes or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. And and it's not about the 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 uh, the attention. It's yes. like about acknowledging, like appreciating. You know, like I wouldn't put it up if it's a shitty fuzzy photo. Yeah. You know, like I feel like people would. You know. So, anyways, nobody. But then you put up a shitty fuzzy selfie, and it blows up, and and that annoys me. But then at the end of the day, it's like, hey, I love what I do. I love going taking photos. I love drawing my pictures. I love posting whatever. If whether it's a video game thing I do or whatever it is, or you know our podcast. I love doing what we do. So it's like. I, I I'll have those moments of doubt because like I do look at things and I'm like shit man it would be nice if people were actually acknowledging this but then it's like at the end of the day I love doing it so it's yeah. like it doesn't bother me as much it still lingers like yeah. similar to Tom here's, but here's at the same too, time I mean everybody doubts you know I yeah. don't care who you are or how good you are or everybody doubts but what separates the from the the people the the do doers from the non-doers is the people who do they let that shit slide you know that doubt they're like yeah. ah, everybody's doubting i need to keep i call it you're you're, you're failing forward you know everybody's going to screw up you're going to fuck up you're going to make mistakes people are going to shit on your work people are going to shit on your your philosophy or your outlook or your approach yeah. All that is is like, okay, I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to fall forward, forward, forward. I'm going to keep leaning forward instead of the danger is when you start leaning back because of the noise on social media, you never let that yeah. crap be back. But even the, 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 the is up here telling you, no, no, as soon as you proceed, that shit is a weight. And that is hard to get off. So yeah. tell that shit, hell no. And you just got to keep plowing forward. Yeah, because it only it only piles on more and more. Oh, it piles on, and it gets to a point yeah. where we'll just it, that 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 voice in your head will leave you crippled. You know, yeah. like I mean, it'll leave you immobilized. You can't move that yeah. You need somebody to come and stick a foot in your ass to get you to go. <laughs> yeah, but then on the flip side, you take like conversations like this, and, and it's cool to speak to somebody like you, where you know you you've obviously you've obviously been, you know. 
in, in the same place. You know, you've climbed your way up, you've progressed, you've, you know, done what you love and you making, you know, you're making a living out of it and you're happy and you're successful. I like talking to people like you and other people in similar, you know, you know, similar paths and, you know, similar spots that helps. Yeah. So it's like, that's the cool thing about like us putting ourselves out there and, and doing the podcast and networking. Like we come across people like you, we come across people like uh, Eric, Eric Hutchinson, one of our close friends. Um, and, and you look at that and then you take the knowledge that we're getting from you guys, the experiences from you guys, the, the you know, the, the hints and tips from you guys, put that together and build what's best for us. Yeah, that's good that you got, that you have people around you that are speaking life into you and positivity. Those other people, I mean, just to tell people, you look around at the five people closest to you, you are a reflection of their ideology, their philosophy, their behaviors. You better make sure that the people you keep company with are speaking life into you and positivity and lifting you up. Because if not, they are a cancer and they will eat away at portions of your life you don't even realize. You wake up, five years has gone by, and it's because the voices around you is like an echo chamber and they are all beating you down. You know, I get that shit out of here. I don't want to hear that shit. You know, we're going to fall forward. We're going to push each other. I'm going to kick your ass. You're going to kick my ass in a good way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So now, mo- having conversations like this is really, really cool, honestly. It really is. Right on. Motivational uh, speaking aside, um, <laughs> uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Out of curiosity, are, are you music a music I fan? To, I listen to everything with the exception of rap. Uh, now, I, used listen, I used to listen to hip hop when it was like, uh, you ever heard of like uh, Third Base? Yeah. Way when when the actual lyrics meant something and there was a soul in that. But other than that, join I the, listen to everything join from the club, man. G, techno. I listen to uh, instrumental, um, uh, rock. I listen to pretty much anything. And depending upon my work day, you know, and what I've got scheduled, I'll, uh, I listen to different music. Right on. Anything okay. in particular you've been, you've been jamming to this week? Uh, Glitch Mob. Glitch Mob? It yeah. sounds familiar. Indeed. Last, uh, actually, last three days. Yeah, I've been kind of, uh, so creatively, I've been kind of in a little bit of slump in the last two weeks. And I've learned now that, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, you ride the you ride the wave when you're really creative and all the juices are flowing. You don't waste any time. Yep. Produce, produce, produce. And when you're not, when you're not creative, you're in a slump, you've got to bulldoze through shit. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, music is one of those things that helps me bulldoze through. You know, I don't work with the headphones on too much, but when I'm in a slump, I have to shut everything off, the headphones on, and draw <laughs> Right on. Listen to. Um, lately, I've been listening to uh, Angel Vivaldi just put out a new album, so I've been listening to him. Angel of what? Angel Vivaldi. He's a, a guitar player. Um, metal. Uh, he's a metal guitar player. He's, it's all instrumental stuff. Uh, I saw him uh, last year, I think, at the uh, New England Hardcore Metal Fest, and he was absolutely spectacular. Showman, the whole nine yards. He was. He's he's shredding on one hand, doing this crazy lick on one on his left hand. While he's turning around with the crowd, taking out taking out his phone, taking a picture, drinking his water. <laughs> he'll put the water down for a second to tap, and then he'll pop it back down. And he's, he's screwing with the crowd while he's playing this stuff. 
and he's just great. Cool. And he was a really cool guy. He stayed after and talked to everybody and pictures. And he just put out a new album. And it's uh, I mean, they have uh, I think uh, Nita Strauss uh, is is on that album for a song. He's got a bunch. It's it's just fantastic. It, that's sort of been what I've been into it uh, currently. Although I will say I have I did like the new Fall Out Boy album that came out in February, so I've been listening to that a lot lately too. Still haven't heard that. Not that I don't want to hear it, I just haven't heard it. I definitely should check that out. Angel Vivaldi yeah, though. Uh, if you're looking for adrenaline, he 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 hits it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bump in a lot of metal. Always metal. I mean I listen to everything too, but uh I think what was it the the most recent is probably probably the uh, Under Oath, uh, their last album, pretty dope. Um, been bumping a lot of uh, Ice Nine Kills. Uh, Tom knows of them, uh, so they're like a metal band. And, yeah, they, their recent album. Ice Nine Kills, yeah. Their most recent yeah, their album rec- was uh, uh yeah the the, the was it the every, every trick in the book. It's the pretty book. much like every song is like a it, it it's a retelling of a horror story or something so like you have a one song called communion of the cursed it's a retelling of the exorcist uh, uh um they have a was it the what's the shining song again uh, uh that's uh enjoy your, enjoy, your enjoy your sleigh uh nature of the beast is animal farm they do uh the uh the andy's uh the andy's story um the rugby Andy, team. And Frank. Yeah, and Frank. Yeah, they do and Frank as well. But um, the rugby team that crashes in the Andes in 1976 and they have to eat the eat their yeah, 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 yeah. the whole cannibalism story from the late 70s. I think it was like mm-hmm. the Argentinian rugby team that uh, crash landed in the Andes and they had to eat the people that died in the crash to survive for like three weeks on a mountain or something like that. Like, well, the good news is yeah, they crashed pretty... with a bunch of healthy dudes, so the stakes were good. Yeah, and pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's you couldn't really go wrong Surviving with that. With the fittest sex yeah. oh, and then, yeah, what do they, they do? Uh, Carrie and all that fun stuff. They, they did a lot of classic yeah. horror movies and a lot of a lot of Stephen King, lots of Stephen King. Yeah, um, it's really cool to see like you know that come together and 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 music tell stories because I love. Uh, going even with hip hop, like some of my favorite hip hop artists tell stories, and I feel like if you're a rapper, because I rap myself, if you're a rapper and you can't tell a story, you're really not a hip hop artist. You know, like it, it is, there's a difference between putting random words together, yeah, then and just you know actually putting words together and telling a story. So like, yeah, you have like Ice Nine Kills, uh, you know, there. I mean, a lot of rock bands do this in a in a weird way. But yeah, but they, it's really cool because like, you know, I'm a horror fan and so to, to see these kind of retellings and then it makes you want to go back and watch the movies again, which is pretty cool. So you're so a horror like, fan. Did you, uh, obviously you've seen the, the, the new uh, Stephen King it. Did you like it? Yeah, I actually did. Yeah, it was I good. Actually, I thought it really was good. did. That was actually one of my favorite horror movies of last year. And I'm not a fan of the Hollywood made horror movies because they tend to be very, uh, oh, I, I hate, I hate the jump scare tactic because yeah. you can anybody can play a loud noise and make anybody jump I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of those slow burn paranormal activity kind of movies like if, if you're into yeah if all oh, the void was amazing that's on Netflix. Blair Witch. Did you like Blair, that? the Blair, i i liked it i actually watched it again with my friend last week and i loved it more the second time i've i've watched plenty of horror films never rarely ever get up and you know get a little freaked out blair Witch was the only one where i got up the thing and i was like 
that was legitimately screwed up. Like I feel screwed up inside, like looking around, kind of screwed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, those movies are, I, uh, I feel are a lot more effective if you if you live in a house. Oh, and if you haven't seen it yet, watch The Quiet Place. The Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Just, yeah, it a, just a came Quiet out. Place. It just came out. Uh, John Krasinski, Jim okay. from The Office, directed Emily it, Blunt, and he acts in it. Emily Blunt, yeah. Um, what's another good one? Um, Oh, it's my uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe was oh, a very that's, good one. That's another one I watched with my friend again. She was so fucking scared. It was, what was crazy. It? Yeah. The autopsy of Jane Doe. It was it was really good. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. It was it was it, that's horror. Right. Yeah, I will agree with that one hundred percent. There's some, there's been some really good horror movies. It's it's it's, it's yeah, finding but, them at this point uh, to to yeah, actually yeah. watch them because there's so much garbage yeah, out it, there too with it. Although the bad I, horror movies what, are also fun to, to watch, but for a different reason. Yeah. What what I usually look for is um uh, I, IFC, IFC Midnight. They usually put out the best quality horror flicks. You know they're the same people behind uh, the Babadook. Uh, I think It Follows. Uh, it, so like a lot of the um the the lower, not, I don't like to say lower budget, but the smaller scale horror films. Blumhouse. Are, are, Blumhouse is not that bad too. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, and, and what is it? Like I, I'm looking forward to the uh, was it the new um, not Conjuring. What the fuck is it? The one the about new, the the new it, Purge. The, no, the new con. It's the new Conjuring, but it's uh, it's the it's one of the spinoffs. It's about the nun. Oh yeah, the yeah, nun. yeah. I know what you're talking. That's about. That's one of the few. That's one of the few recent horror franchises that I think was brilliant. Like the first one was really good. The second one I loved. Annabelle Creation was really good. Annabelle, the first one was kind of like play by play, basic horror. Like not really scary. Maybe one or two creepy scenes, but but the creation was good. But yeah, it, it's it, you really have to look hard and find these. Like a lot of these Hollywood films, I don't get crazy for. Like I and with the with the Quiet Place, I would suggest either waiting to see it in a quiet theater or waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray or something because I made the mistake of going to see it in the theater because I was so hyped for it and it wasn't that bad of an experience people weren't going being too annoying but that's something you know <laughs> as the name says in in the title of Quiet Place oh the Quiet that's Place that's true oh, what do you think of uh, Stranger Things <sighs> shut up and take my money <laughs> yeah that rocked that oh. rocked. That was a, that, I, it was great. Everything from the 80s throwback and these little nods to older movies. And it was good. Storyline was great. I'm excited for the was, was good. I, I still <laughs> say fuck anybody who thinks... I still say fuck anybody who thinks a, a episode uh, 7 was pointless. Yeah, I agree. Uh, season 2. You know, the one where she goes to Chicago, I think it is. People she, are, yeah, yeah, she meets so, her sister. Yeah. It's funny, every, like, I heard a lot of people beat up like the second series. The first two or three took a little slow to get started, but once it started going, I felt it was yeah. just just as good as the first one. Yeah, yeah, right and it did, a, it did a good job of actually like making you, making the other characters more relevant because in the first series, it was really about, um, was it Will? Yeah, it was Will. Will and 11. What's the other? Yeah. 11 and, 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 and the... Yeah, like, you know, um, everybody else, it was like, they kind of just took a back seat. So then, um, yeah. you know, Dustin, dude, that last episode, I swear, I teared up. When he was at the dance, like, I, yo, if you, do, if you didn't tear up during that, like, and I'm not really, I don't really get like that with stuff, but it's just like, damn, yeah. that shit hurt, man. 
yeah, yeah, this dude yeah, got yeah. played. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he was probably, you know, I, anyways, but uh, yeah, it was, that's a really good show, man. I can't wait for season three and whatever's to come, and I hope they don't rush it as much as we they're all want to see. They're doing another season of it? Hell yeah. I know oh, they're yeah. going to do a second season of it. I didn't know they were going to do another season of uh, Stranger Things. I thought that was it. They were done. Nope, they're rolling oh, for not another not. one. They're, they're, the two brothers said that they were going to do it until they felt like it was just, it was getting too predictable. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. That's what I was just about to say. Hopefully they're not just doing a third one because money's rolling in and popularity's well, there. So that's pretty much like, what they said. Oh, let's kick some. Uh, let's kick out some content. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much that's what, what they said. They're, they're they want to do it. They're gonna do it until they're like, you know what? This is done. I, I don't care how much money you want to pay me. I'm not. I'm not gonna write it because it's just not gonna. It, it's not. It doesn't have this same feeling behind it. Yeah. Good way to yeah. kill a brand once yeah. you just start producing it just for the money. If I remember correctly, yeah, I do about, believe. They was on. They were on uh, the Nerdist podcast, and they they talked about it. it was right before uh, the second season uh, was released on Netflix. So I think in the archives, it's like the early 900s, I believe, of the Nerdist podcast. And he actually just asks about uh, future seasons and all that stuff, and they talk about how they they don't want to do it if it's not going to be fun for themselves anymore. The, it, the money doesn't matter. They're doing it because it, it's interesting right now. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what we need. We need more people that are willing to actually, like, you know, let some, like, all right, if something needs to die, let it die and just do something else. Like, instead of banging out 90 different sequels to the same thing, have that director work on something different. You know, yeah. you know, maybe have the same kind of feel, but something different. Because it's like, I hate that shit, man. Like, you got something good that, that comes out, you know, whatever movie. In my world, I deal with that almost on a weekly basis. You know, someone will go to my website or see something I've created for somebody and they're like, hey, that gorilla with that crown, we want one. And I'm just like, no. They're like, what do you mean no? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I already did it. Like, and when I did that one, I was really into it. You know, I, I really put everything. Now I'm just going to be replicating the same thing. So you're not going to get my. You're not going to get my best work. You're going to get autopilot. And I don't like to be on autopilot, and I have better things to do. You know, I'm not just producing stuff. Yeah, because that's the thing, too. I mean, if, if a brand is asking you for the same logo as another brand, what does that say about the brand that's asking you for that yeah. same thing? Well, it's I, like, you know, and then, yeah, their comeback is, no, no, well, you have creative freedom. You can draw a three-quarter. And I'm just like, it's still... It's still the same thing. You're getting my style, so it's going to be hard for me to disconnect completely from that last piece. Yeah. You're going to see an imprint of that old piece. I'm not doing it. I'm not into it, you know? So I'm not just taking things out for cash. <laughs> it's like when people come to a tattoo shop and ask for the same tattoo of a tattoo that somebody else has. You know, as opposed to, like, if you want a rose, go look on Google for rose images. You're looking for, uh, you're getting a tattoo that somebody else has on their body already, which may have some super significance to them. You know, so it's like, be original, people. So, yeah, yeah that, that's, yeah. well, Hollywood's crazy with that shit, man. Just like, if, if say, you know, Throwing out a director, say like M. M. Night Shyamalan, directed like a really good horror movie. Don't make him fucking bump out a million sequels to that same movie. Let him use his creative, you know, creative mind and create something new. And that's like kind of like what what a lot of directors do, or anybody does in general, where like they take somebody like, for example, like a 
DC, uh, Warner Brothers. They'll take a director, say, hey, we want you to direct this movie, but then essentially they're making the director direct what they want to direct, as, as opposed to letting that director do what they do best. You know, it's yeah. kind of annoying. Who, who directed uh, Who directed the one with uh, Christian, uh, uh, Christian Bale? Nolan. Nolan. Nolan, yeah. Christopher that, Nolan. To me, those three that they did was a great reboot and different direction for Batman. I like those three. Mm-hmm. It was definitely... Yeah anything else that they had produced out for Batman. I liked yeah. ba- I personally liked Batfleck, but I felt like if they were going to do the storyline that they tried to jam into uh, Dawn of Justice, that they should have just done The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Yeah, he was a victim of his own... Um, not. He was a victim of like what they were doing, as opposed to... Like, yeah. like, same thing with Jared Leto. Like, Jared Leto, it's unfair to say he was a bad Joker when he was really just... It, like, he was a cliff note of what he should have been you know what i mean yeah yeah well i only say that because i'm a huge fan of the frank miller books that he put out that the the two dark knight books i like the dark knight rises and the dark knight strikes again uh i felt like because they had so many they had so many iconic shots from those books Uh and he was modeled after that batman and just seeing it for me, at least as a fan, like I'm not uh, Superman-wise, uh, I could take him or leave him. He's not my favorite, but I know obviously he has his, you know, he has a, a hu- his uses. But it, I like Batman, and I think a lot of other people yeah. enjoy Batman, and yeah. that's easily one of my favorite versions of Batman is the old man Batman. And I, I, honestly, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of butthurt that 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 I didn't get a Carrie Kelly Robin out of the whole deal. <laughs> And I'm gonna bring that up every time we talk about Dawn of Justice, because that's just how it is. Because I love Carrie. That's okay. Kelly. That's like my week. That's like my weekly Ru- uh, Russo jerk off. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You know, you're gonna talk about the Russo brothers. I gotta talk about Carrie Kelly at least once a week. So. Um, yeah, at least the Russos are real people, though. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I mean, like, I liked the look and I liked the feel of Batfleck, but I didn't like the way that they shoehorned him into a Superman story. I, I, it just yeah. The idea was cool, but they could have at least built the characters a little bit more before they went to that. Because yeah. I think the reason, yeah, why, especially for DC for talk. that story, because <laughs> yeah. because for that story, because like right, to do something like Justice League, it was it's such a, lot a serious easier. letdown. You have these expectations, especially coming off Marvel. You have these expectations yeah. of what movies should do or well, could I mean, do. It, come on, it's fu- it's it's Batman versus Superman. Like it should be yeah. the greatest movie ever produced ever because it's ever. Batman versus Superman, <laughs> and then it ends up sucking. And you just and uh, the whole time I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna see Carrie Kelly. Like I don't even care. This movie sucks. Just give me a Carrie Kelly, and I didn't even get that. Yeah, but it, they should just they, they kind of killed my trust with them now. Ever since they did this remake and all those movies, and oh, I'm just like, you know what? Even if they do reboot this, I'm still a little, you know, shy of. Do I really want to go spend any money to go see this? Did you guys screw this one up too? You know? Yeah. I'm like Marvel. I'm just throwing money at. You know, I'm throwing money at them. Well, so that's sort of the same deal with like uh, Fox and X Men, and it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, almost, I'm happy that they're they're getting bought out by Marvel and Disney because then we might actually get to see some decent X-Men movies. Not that the yeah. last couple haven't been decent, but I mean, I still it's it still pisses me off that they keep trying to make Jean Grey into the Phoenix when they're two separate things, 
And yeah. What'd I, you think of uh, What'd you think of Logan, the last movie? Oh, I loved it. You I did. Cri- I cried at the end, man. I, I, it was good. That whole thing with her and him dying, and I was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. shit, like goddamn. I think the hardest thing to watch in that movie was uh, Patrick Stewart's uh, oh, Xavier. Dude. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Like that shit was just like, damn. Yeah, what they did to that character. Yeah. No, it was good, man. It was like. I mean, that was another movie coming off the previous ones. Like, I didn't think the one before that was that bad. It just wasn't great. Yeah, like it was way better than Origins because Origins was Origins and Last Stand are probably two of the worst comic book films ever. Like, forget about Elektra and Catwoman because those things just don't belong in a category. But those, oh, but um, <laughs> but yeah, but it was just like it was it was it was good, man. And and what made it really cool too was like you could have taken out Wolverine, all these names. And it could have still been a great movie, like kind of like what the Dark Knight did uh, with, yeah. with Nolan's trilogy. Like you could have taken out those characters, Bane, Batman, and just replaced them with regular people. Still would have been an amazing movie. And that's Absolutely. that's hard to do. That's really hard to do, especially with something like as ungrounded as Wolverine in comparison to Batman. You know, with all the mutant stuff and everything. But they made everything relevant, and, and it's weird because they almost made it seem like they had this ten year of. 10 years of proper building before that movie even though they didn't like it's just like but it, it would be it would be nice if all the other movies maybe they didn't have that tone because you know x-men they want to you know yeah they uh, wanted they to try to market to the body they wanted to try and market to the the broader yeah. audience but really i mean if you're gonna do a wolverine movie it it should yeah. be gory it should be bloody I mean, now, that's yeah. That's what now, he is. That's the character. That's what everybody loves. You know, it'd be yeah, like doing a PG-13 Deadpool movie. It would just be a bad. It's a bad idea. No, let a me, terrible idea. Actually, now, let me let me ask you th- uh, this. I know we've had this conversation, um, Thomas. But right, so now that you know, obviously, uh, Disney owns Fox or whatever. Um, so they said that they're going to continue on with the Deadpool franchise as is. So like with, you know, the rated R stuff, but in my opinion, I think this would be a really cool idea and you could get away with this is, um, have the same exact movie with all the blood and curses and everything, but replace in the theatrical version, replace the blood with like rainbow, you know, rainbow coming, you know, like rainbows coming out of the people. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. And, they can even poke fun at it too. The curses. Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing where it has it's it's the same exact movie as if it wasn't rated. I mean, if it was rated R, but just you know, rainbows coming out of people. You know, that would, that would be good as a movie. That would be good as a short. If they yeah, did it as that too. short to open the movie, that would be awesome. Or it's like, like an, fuck with people, like as a play, yeah. just to mock how gory and how much cursing is going on and over sexualized. To just have a short, like a good ten minute uh, story. Where it was all like rainbows and shit, that would be a great short. Don't be surprised <laughs> if like the first five minutes of the movie is like that. I, I think I, I keep saying they should introduce Deadpool into like an Avengers movie and have have him be cur- have have all of his curses and everything just be bleeped and have him like comment on the <laughs> fact that he's being oh I'm in a PG thirteen movie I I forgot I'm sorry and it's just a <laughs> yeah don't. Don't be surprised if he shows up in the end credits as well, because I think you know, like the end credits are usually like you have your serious, um, you know, story building ones, but then you also have the, you know, like the uh, the, what was it the um, I'm trying to think of the the first Avengers one, Shishwama. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. I said I think he'll make a cameo in number two. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I, like there's gonna be a lot. Like I'm 200% sure Reed Richards is gonna be in part two also. Yeah. Because if you remember, um, when um in in Homecoming when uh they re- they they spoke about um Tony selling uh Stark Tower, it, that wasn't a, that wasn't. I don't think that was done by accident. I think they purposely did that so they could you know find a way to get the the um the Baxter Tower going because you're not just gonna say oh yeah this building's been there the whole time and whatever so like just have them move in there so I would not be surprised and that also might be something to to help defeat Thanos in the second movie because they're gonna need something like super intergalactic or something super scientific yeah. like the uh, negative zone or something because also too I do not want to see him die I want to yeah. see Thanos defeated in the we'll second film they, they better not don't I mean it's funny because my brother was telling me about some some site saying that they they don't want to see uh, Thanos come back as a reoccurring villain. I'm like, you're not a comic book fan, then. The fuck is wrong with you? You're what's wrong with comic book movies? I've wanted yeah. to see so many good villains come back, and they oh, always yeah. die. And uh, and I was watching a, a thing about um, you know, they were recapping the the entire ten years or whatever. And remember when um, Red Skull got defeated? He got uh, sucked into the uh, to the tesseract. So I, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping even oh, if it's not Hugo leaving, oh, because I don't want to see I don't want to see Steve die because I want to see one more I want to see like a legit encounter between him and um, Red Skull one more time at least before they pass the mantle. But yeah, because like you think of the people that could play him. I mean, if they recast Magneto, then Fassbender is a perfect fit for Red Skull or Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is like the next in line, in my opinion, to play Red Skull. Because Red Skull is kind of old. He doesn't really fight. Christoph Waltz is German. He has the charisma. Because Hugo Weaving apparently doesn't want to play him ever. That's why we haven't got Red Skull again. What movies do they have slated already after uh, after Infinity War? No, they have... Spider-Man 2. Yeah, they got... Black Panther 2. Yeah, Black Panther will keep going. They've got another at least two to three movies with him. Easy. Ant-Man and Wasp Ant-Man is coming out. Yes. That's like the first to follow up. Um, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. And that's that's all I... I, I that's believe all they released. Hulk? Or is that just still rumored? The, the World War Hulk or whatever? I think it's rumored because I'm pretty sure World War Hulk was sort of jammed into Thor Ragnarok. That was Planet. How they, have not, how they have not done another Hulk. Oh, it's because Univer- Universal owns the yeah. uh, distribution rights to it, so they can't physically put yeah, the so movie the out. Only- they would make no money on it, which is why they do it yeah, as... The only- which is why he's in the movies as a, like a, uh, an ensemble character. Ugh. Which kind of sucks because the Hulk is a lot more deeper than that. Like, I love the Norton movie. I really did. It was I good for its time. It was good for its time. I think it would it's be way better, better now with the with the uh, CG that they have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. If you touch it up, yeah, because I think Norton. I mean, Norton's a hell of an actor. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe he he may not have been the best fit for Bruce, though he did act in pretty well. Like you know, I, like I I don't know. I just I like that movie a lot. Like it, yeah. I, I feel like it, it's kind of written off, but but I do like Ruffalo too. Ruffalo, I love the uh, conflict between him and and the Hulk. Like that's pretty cool. So, yeah. but it would, it he's would a be good cool. banner. He 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 plays that part pretty good. 
Yeah, yeah, he does. He's just a little too weak. I, I've always thought he's a little too kind of playing up the weak end of yeah. Because I never a understood. Big I was like, eh, Banner wasn't like that. He wasn't this weak, you know, scared dude. He was just on yeah. a mission to figure out things. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about it. And and from somebody like Ruffalo, like Ruffalo doesn't look as weak as he's acting. Yeah, so yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, because Ruffalo could play off. I mean, he hasn't really, I don't think he's ever really played a macho dude to my recollection. No, he hasn't. He always plays these obscure the closest, characters. Yeah. Yeah, the closest to hard ass he's been, I think, is uh, the Shutter Island, and that wasn't even hard ass. Yeah. So, like, but yeah, but he is a really good actor, so I'm sure he could pull it off. But yeah, that's the only thing. He's like, he's too timid. And and Bruce Banner is a lot more layered than that. I think that's where Eric Banner did a really good job, and Norton, because Eric yeah. Banner though the movie was kind of shit. Eric Banner was a pretty damn good Banner. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he, he would have like staying because I can remember in, in, in an interview he he said that he he did not like filming the movie and didn't really want to be a part of it after that. That's a lot of pressure, man. There's this one meme with uh with um Chadwick uh, Boseman. Where it's showing him um, when he first was casted as Black Panther, doing the whole Wakanda thing, looking super excited. And then they had a picture of him at the premiere, and he didn't look as excited. And, you know, this definitely <laughs> probably has nothing to do with that, but it's like... Uh, it's like when you want Wakanda to when you want when you want Wakanda forever to be Wakanda sometimes or some shit like that. Like and it, it's funny, but like you see like the if I find it, I'll, I'll share it with you, Tom. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it was kind of funny, and I hate memes, but that was like because you kind of see the grueling demand it has on some of these people. Did you think uh, Black Panther deserved all the hype it got and all the praise it got? I mean, it was good, but do you think it deserved all that praise? It was really good, but no. Yeah, I thought it was really good too, but every time I turned around, it was praise and praise and praise. I was like, did anybody not see? I think it was more praise on the... They're all they're all equally as good. Some raised above a little bit, but they put this thing in the stratosphere, and I was like, Look, really? Civil War, uh, Civil War, I mean, no, Winter Soldier and Civil War, nothing. I, I, until Avengers, I don't think anything would touch those. Spider-Man Homecoming was a close... And I think you have to give a lot of credit to the first Iron Man because I thought that was going to be shit. And when I saw it, really good movie. That's the way I was, too. The first time I saw it, I was like, this is really yeah, this- actually good. I expected to just throw money at this and leave and be like, eh. And when I left, I was like, no, that was really, really good. They did a great job. I mean, you really yeah, think I- about it. They built a whole they built this whole thing out of the, out of the B team on on Marvel's character list. You know, yeah. You- it, yeah, it, it, at least in popularity wise, I mean, like Spider Man was gone, all the X Men were gone, Fantastic Four were gone. You know, like those are the those are their big sellers comic wise, and so they go with I like Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and Captain America. I mean, who was talking about any four of those characters <laughs> before in, Iron unless Man you're came like, out? In, unless you're like fifty or older, not really. Like if you're a 50, 50 year old or older comic book fan, hardcore comic book fan, like one of my um, my uncle, he's a huge Thor fan. Like my father. Like he, yeah, but but everybody else, even like the avid, you know, like the 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 casual fans, nope, they don't care about these people. Like unless they played as them in Marvel versus Capcom or something, they don't give a shit. <laughs> right. So like, but uh, but yeah, so it's like it's pretty cool. But yeah, it was really good, but. I mean, I I did not like that last fight scene, the one where they were in the train thingy and all that. Like I thought that was just too, 
too too much. I did like the fight scene when they were fighting to be king. That was that was great. That had like a Lion King ish kind of feel to yeah, it. Yeah, kind yeah, of reminded yeah. me of the Dark Knight. Um, the Dark Knight yeah. Rises, the fight between Bane and uh, Batman, which is probably yeah, the, the best. Scene was like over CG Spider-Man ish. I was like, what are we watching? But you're right, the fight outside was way better. Yeah. I yeah, wish they would have kept it more to that. I like they could have kept it so much more grounded, and it would have felt so much more impactful. Yeah, yeah, totally. I kind of want to yeah, see an like, Eric Killmonger movie, to be honest with you. He I was he was awesome. He was. I kind of want to see a movie DC about him. him <laughs> yeah, he had a DC kind of feel to him. Like this dude could play Aqualad out the ass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like he. Well, you know what? Michael B. Jordan could play a lot, a lot, a lot of people. I'm excited for Fahrenheit 451 that's coming out next yeah, month. Yeah, that's too. I still haven't seen Creed. Me either, to be honest with you. Yeah. I have to go watch all the Rocky movies Creed, again. Man. Oh, well, yeah. There's going to be the Creed too. But, uh, yeah, like it was even the same with Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was really good, but it was... Uh, I'm not going to say overhyped, but it was just because of... I think you it was know. because it was an all it was a mostly female cast and and the the casting of obviously you're gonna have Black Panther it's gonna be mostly not white people so oh that didn't that didn't bother me at all like the, the whole, it didn't I mean, bother me either I'm just yeah, saying I think that's just, why yeah, a lot the, of people why it got a lot of praise because it oh, was yeah. so it was so out of the box for what you would normally see in a Hollywood movie if it wasn't like a Tyler Perry Tyler Perry movie yeah. No, it's true, and, and and we I've had we we spoke about this before, like where you know a lot of um uh minority people like blacks, Hispanics, they 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 complain a lot about the misrepresentation misrepresentation of you know them in the Oscars and all that whatnot. But it be, it's because of people like Tyler Perry always directing these black exploitation movies, and there's nothing wrong with those like t- Twelve Years of Slave kind of movies. Like that's cool because it, it it's you know time pieces. They're historical. They're important. But like, when do you see African American people directing Star Wars or something like that? You know, and not not necessarily Star Wars, but give us something dynamic. Like, if you're a black director, do you have to have an all black cast? Because it's almost the reverse of you know white people having an all-white cast you know that none of that should matter if it fits the script or whatever but like something like that this dude the guy that directed uh, black panther i forget his name but he's directed a lot of great movies oh, so sure. it's nice to see him in that right and well, even uh jordan peele yeah it's just like jordan peele uh, uh, as well yeah yeah so but um yeah it definitely like it was a big step for you know for for the, the black superhero because there's been black superheroes before but never in that magnitude you know, we've had blade who is the probably the most yeah. first the, the the first successful comic book film yeah well Love, actually no it was it was what it was spawn yeah spawn spawn but, wasn't a but, critical but, success but but still you have you you also have uh, uh michael jai white that's what they need to do they need to do spawn again they are they are well, yeah yeah but, supposedly it's actually happening it's gonna be a lot different, but that's fine by me. It's supposed to be like a Godzilla movie in a sense where it and he's in it, Tom, but it's following like Tom McFarlane yeah, like directing other, it is is helping to write and direct it, right, or something along those lines. The yeah, original which, creators which involved, needs, yeah, which needs good. to happen in most comic book things because you have a lot of these comic book films where there's people that never had anything to do with comics, don't even care about comics, just taking a paycheck as opposed to having somebody oversee it. Yeah. You know, like with D, with with Warner Brothers, 
they say that Jeff Johns is part of this, but you could clearly tell that they just threw his name in there just to make people think that they know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's a shame because if Jeff Johns was really part of everything, I think there would be a lot more. Like if they let him do with um with the Kevin Feige and Jeff Loeb and all of them are doing in Marvel, like if they let yeah. Jeff Johns do that in Warner Brothers, but you know Warner Hopefully Brothers knows do more it than just as a, let's you know we want to make a cool film, but we're really focused on money. Kind of like the route that uh, uh, Transformers went. Really yep. good first one. Yeah. Everything after that, garbage. <laughs> Yeah, yep. you know, it's funny, like, that's one, Hasbro, if, if Disney could buy out one company, I, I like, I would pray it would be Hasbro, because <laughs> if Disney can get their hands on a Transformers franchise, woo, that would be awesome. I'm down. That would be. I mean, <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Hey, listen, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. I'd love to chat all night, but I got about 10 more minutes before I have to put my daughter to bed. Right on, Oh, man. dude, man. Got busy, uh, busy life over there. But yeah, it was a, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. I really appreciate the, uh, the words of um, encouragement and that little push yeah, that we kind of needed. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun I, talking to you, man. Feel free to hit me up anytime. I mean, I'm a uh, email is always the best. I suck at phone. <laughs> yeah. Even to do this, to sit tonight and do this was uh, you know, a little bit. But email, I'm great at, you know, uh, and. Okay. Uh, on Instagram comments, that's about the place, the two places I kind of live, you know, email, okay, cool. Instagram messaging. <laughs> right on, man. What's the, uh, what's the Instagram, by the way, for us and for everybody else that's listening, you know, because this is S W E Y D A. Okay, S W E. Oh, wait, I think I got you. Yep, right there. Boom. Yeah, we got them through Will. Will kept sending stuff through the leadership chat. And it was always ah, well, him, well, uh, Dane Henry, Henry the artist, I Henry uh, Henry oh, I am Henry, the artist. Henry's nasty, yeah. Yeah. Henry's and um, was what's the other? Rob, yeah. Rob Duenas too. Yep. Sketchcraft. But yeah, yeah, dude, it was a pleasure, man. And uh, hopefully, we hear from uh, you again. Worked with Dane. I didn't hear that other one. Who's the last guy you talked about? Uh, Sketchcraft, Rob Duenas. So uh, Will shares a lot of uh, his stuff. Sketchcraft. I'm gonna have to check him out. He's pretty really dope. good. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Nice. Well, it was a pleasure chatting with you, sir. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. We will talk to you soon, right, then. Dude, uh, enjoy Avengers, man. All right. Feel free to hit me up anytime. Right on. Cool. Right on.